Hi, welcome to Escape, a travel podcast. I'm John. I'm Jess. I'm Samantha. And I'm Sean. Our job might be to plan vacations, but seeing the world is our passion. Our podcast is here to help you escape. Every episode, we will discuss our favorite destinations, hotels, tours, and so much more from around the world and right into your headphones. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Escape a Travel Podcast. My name's John, and I'm here with my fellow podcasters. And tonight, we're going to be doing a show, kind of a trip review, and maybe a uh, city tip show about Sean's most recent trip to Venice, Italy. So, Sean, why don't you go ahead and get us started and tell us why you found yourself in the beautiful city of Venice. Yeah, so Venice was... um, Oh, Venice is just the name of it is is brings back fantastic memories. Uh, it's been a bucket list for me and my wife pretty much since we got married. Um, we right after we got engaged and got married, my wife had been commissioned into the Navy and we boogied straight out to Japan. So we uh, kind of didn't get a chance to do an actual honeymoon. So Venice was always that honeymoon spot that we always wanted to go back to. And after, you know, eight years of marriage, we finally uh, decided to schedule that trip. So uh, last July, we lined up a six-night stay, and yeah, we headed over there, um, and it was fantastic. It was by far my favorite vacation that we've taken. For one, we got to leave our six-year-old daughter at the time at home with our grandmother, so... (laughs) Grandparents are awesome. Let me tell you that much. Yeah, for um, real. So, uh, yeah, we were just able to go and know that our child was well taken care of and having the time of her life back at home, and we just lived it up. So my wife, back in her 1L year of law school, was able to go over to Venice for like a five- or six-week um, course through uh, the Wake Forest Law uh, Division there. and she got to be in Venice and um, just see the sights and do this this law program, and she just developed a love for it and, and had talked with me about how she wanted to take me back and kind of go through those stomping grounds. Um, I don't like the I don't like the name drop a ton, but her uh, her teachers for that course were Marty Ginsburg and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, so that's one of those times you kind of have to. Let me help you pick those up, Sean. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't just drop a name. You dropped it hard all the way to the floor. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that was a, an awesome experience for her and just one that, I mean, for those who have gone to Venice, I'm, I'm sure it just kind of stands out. And that's that's how it was for my wife. She always just wanted to, to, to go back. And it was great because I had, you know, I, I do this for a living, but my wife planned out this entire trip. And it felt really good for me to know that I could go into it and have a really well-planned out trip that I didn't have to worry about at all. So we, uh, so we flew out of Boston, um, up where we live in Newport right now and had a connection in London on the way. And then we arrived pretty much under the cover of darkness, um, that evening into the Marco Polo airport. And we had a private, um, a private transportation across the lagoon from the airport 
into Venice. Wait, I have a question. Was your private yeah. transfer one of those like speedboat things like they have in the movies? Like at the beginning of Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. yeah. I haven't Noice. seen Spider-Man, but I, am, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And yes, it was. It was like awesome. an antique boat. Yeah. Like, have you guys seen Casino Royale? Yes. Yeah. So the boat That's that exactly they it. are uh, having a little battle in there. That was the, well, that was the type. So, so wait, my by, wife by private, do you mean you guys were the only ones on the boat or? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That would be, so that's like you're in a movie. No. It was fantastic. And that, and my wife set that up. She wanted that to be my first experience get, getting oh. into Venice. Man, so, maybe nice. she should be my travel planner. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's my travel she, planner. She Leave. can do my travel planning when I go to Italy. <laughs> uh, it was, it was awesome. So, we, we got to the airport and we had lined up this, this transportation prior, which you have to do if, you're, if you have a, a late flight, you don't have the public transportation options. So we were blazing through the lagoon uh, in the back of this boat with our luggage and we could just see the twinkling lights of Venice growing closer to us. And um, the first hotel that we had lined up, they have a kind of semi-private dock right in front of it. And... The, the boat just took us straight there, dropped us off, and we hopped off, and we were right there. It was fantastic. So there are so there are five ways to get from the airport to Venice, um, which you you have the private, which you need to line up prior. Uh, you have the public ferries as well, which you can if you're getting in during the day, you can kind of go down to the to the, the port there and figure out what your options, but you also have a bus transport and a taxi transport. And I think I might be missing another one, but Oh, a bus. Yeah. So we lined up that private and I'll tell you what, it's the way to go. Uh, in my opinion, it's a little bit more pricey, but. Private's yeah. But nice. then you get to feel bougie and all like, oh, we felt, we felt real bougie. You totally yeah. do that. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was great. So if, for those who don't know, Venice is built, it's a city built on more than 100 different small islands in the Adriatic Sea, and uh, there are no cars. So it's all canal-based and bridges going from, from one island to another. Uh, and obviously, you have the gondolas. If you, if you picture gondolas, you probably picture Venice in the, in the background of those, those pictures. So, um, yeah. So our first, let's, when I'm talking about the hotels... Any, any questions that you guys have on how to get there or things like that at this point? Let's, let's do hotels first. Um, I'm, I think I'm most interested in how you thought the hotels or like the room sizes compared to what we're used to here. And I'm okay. also interested in the location you guys chose for those hotels because Venice is kind of oddly spread out. Yeah. And you have right. to, you can't walk from, easily from one part of venice to the other sometimes so i'm curious it's a lot of walking yep. so i'm curious well, and, yeah and they like have different districts right so you have you have your up very upscale options which are going to be right um right smack dab in the middle um, around the rialto bridge and san marco square um, places like the hotel daniele we weren't looking to drop four to five hundred plus dollars per night on hotels. So we kind of did this trip with, you know, we were budget conscious at the time, um, but we stayed at the first hotel for us was the Antico Doge, which was about a 10 minute walk from 
the <laughs> from the uh, the main thoroughfares of the of the uh, San Mocar, San Marcos Square. So I think in terms of how this would compare with our standard American style um, accommodations that we're probably most used to, it was a very nice mix of old school traditional Venetian style with some of the more modern bathrooms, which for me, I think that's kind of a big deal is knowing that, you know, mm -hmm. when you walk into that very private area called a bathroom, you're, you're not going to feel, uh, you're going to feel at home. So yeah, like everything was very up to date and modern. Did you have uh, a yeah. bidet? We didn't have a bidet. We had bidets <laughs> in Japan and bidets are, bidets are okay. We didn't have them. We didn't have oh. them here. So did, um, you, did you have a balcony that overlooked like the canals or anything or like the little streets? No, we did not. We had a couple of windows that opened up and you could look out. Oh, but, I like that. Um, and it did, it did look out onto one of the canals, but it wasn't oh. like a, a view out into the, the lagoon or anything. Gotcha. Um, but it was, it was a very nice location. And again, uh, price wise to be uh, eight to 10 minute walk from those main areas, I think it was a fantastic entry level, well, a little above entry level um, hotel option. So you're not looking cool. at crazy prices, but you're also. You know, you, you you're not at a Motel 6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you know what you're getting into yeah. at a price point level. And, and bed, bed situation was a queen double. It was two queens. Size that they don't yeah. say. Two, two queens? queens? Really? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stupid. Two twins? It was a queen. One queen. Oh. One queen. I was going to say yeah. two queens queen. in, in, in Venice. That's amazing. No, no. Yeah, I apologize. So one queen bed. Um, I would say room room wise, pretty standard with what you would find at most. We're, we're kind of a Marriott family ourselves. So. Size-wise, I think it was right on on par with that. We ended up our third hotel, which we'll get to later, was a Marriott in the Marriott family, and size-wise was very similar. Cool. Um, so this hotel also had free Wi-Fi. It had a fantastic concierge service. They were twenty-four-seven there, front desk and concierge, and also included a fantastic breakfast for all of its guests. Um, it was a little boutique hotel. There were only like I believe uh what was it 10 to 20 rooms available oh, at this place cool. oh so that sounds was, cute yeah it was very very nice um so yeah we were there for two nights and um do we want to hop over to the next hotel or do we want to stick with well, let's cover going... all your hotels what's your okay. what other two hotels did you hit so we were we were at this first one for two nights and then we jumped over to a privately owned um little bed and breakfast which was it was very nice. It was it only had four rooms. Um, breakfast again was included here. You had to line up with the owners when you were going to arrive so they can make themselves available to unlock the door, let you in, get you all checked in um, and give you your, your key. And these keys were awesome. Like I think the old school key with the. Oh, like the skeleton looking keys uh, that you can. With the like right. velvety hangy dangly thing at the end that you kept cool. with you the entire time <laughs> I love fantastic it. yeah <laughs> so um and this one was a, a little bit more dated feel it actually used to be a home to one of the doges um so it had it still had some of the original beams um oh, can you explain were, what a doges is so i can um let me 
let me track down my notes. I'll, it's I'll some come sort back of to royalty that. or it's uh it's like the it was like the elected magistrate okay um at, in in Venice there and after they were elected I believe they were elected for life um mm. at that point so yeah uh, yeah um <laughs> so anyway <laughs> uh, we were <laughs> we were at this hotel for two nights it also included a breakfast uh, with the stay which was fantastic you would you would wake up in the morning. And you would call the the housekeeper, and she would bring you your breakfast to your room, which consisted of cappuccino and pastries and uh, meats and cheeses, like your your standard European Venice feel breakfast. And she would either deliver it to your bedroom, or you could take it out to the the public guest balcony, which was in more of a common area hmm. um, there. So that's cool. Yeah, that was. A very nice hotel. My wife lined up to have a, a cake and a bottle of Prosecco for us upon arrival. And the staff there um, was fantastic. Let me track down. Uh, the, the name of this hotel was the Residencia Corte Moline. Um, and that it was it was a fantastic hotel option there. I would recommend it to anybody. Our did third you guys, hotel. Did you guys mm-hmm. eat with other people or did you eat by yourselves? No, we kept it in room. Okay. So I said they're bougie travelers. There remember? are two kinds of people at a bed and breakfast. Those who have no desire to interact with the guests and those who are overly yeah. friendly. So yeah. And uh, I would not want to, I would not want to interact. I'm with an that. eat in my room person as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, you know, we were getting ready to John, John, you eat with the guests, don't you? No, I'm, I'm very, I am very the chatty Kathy. I, I am very outgoing and extroverted as long as the social situation is right. But if I'm at yeah. home or if I'm on vacation and just like wanting to enjoy myself. You don't want to make small talk. No, I don't know. Sometimes I don't. I, do. I think it depends. If I've had <laughs> a couple of drinks and laying at like the oh, beach somewhere. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm talking to little, the guy from, you know, you know, the other part of the country. I'm like, so what brought you all the way down here? But oh, vacation! <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> so yeah, so we were we were at that hotel two nights. We are each hotel two nights. But um, the last hotel we transitioned a little bit closer to the train station, um, which is kind of your your main way in and out of Venice. But it is a bit of a hike away from the other main areas. That's up by so, the cruise port as well, like on the far north. Um. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. it's up closer to that main that main area. So okay. that was the AC hotel, and that was I've had the, clients stay there. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's like it's like a five minute walk to the train station. Yeah. Very pretty convenient. I would actually recommend it if you. Um, it's a good and you know first day hotel just to get acclimated um, they after cruise? a long flight. Cruise my clients, cli- yeah. My clients were two ni- two days in Venice after their cruise. Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's yeah. what they that said because they just dropped them right there, like post. Yeah. They loved so, it because then they could like exiting to the airport like the next day was even easier. It's a big yeah that that's a big deal. It takes a little bit of um, thought process on getting you know to the airport, um, and I'll hit on that because this is where we left from. It was a bit more of our, a challenge. The only challenge we had in Venice was our getting from this place to the airport. You had a problem um, with the AC hotel? No, no, no. With the transportation. 
that we oh, had my, lined my, up. My client, my clients just um, talked to the concierge there, and they called a taxi for them, and it was there. It was down there at like, gosh, I want to say, was waiting for them at like five in the morning to take them. They had to be checking in at the yeah. airport at six. Our flight was, I think, the first one out. It required yeah. us to get up and be ready to meet our public, like, not not full on public. Uh, water taxi but it had like six or eight people that were scheduled to be on it um, it wasn't private like it wasn't full-on private <laughs> but it wasn't full-on like you're with everyone yeah so we had to meet this thing at 4 15 in the morning mm. so f- to get to get over to the airport so the other options were not available to us at the time so that is something that i would recommend to clients to know when you're you know be conscious of when you're scheduling these flights um, because it can it can turn into a little debacle. But anyway, back yeah. to the hotel. The hotel Don't leave first thing out of Venice. Exactly. Because you, because it's, you could you, run in. I mean, some of these places, some of these transportations are running on Venice time, and they yeah. might be a little bit late, and you might not be preparing yourselves for for that. Yeah. So so the the hotel was fantastic. It was everything you would expect a Marriott hotel to be. Um, pretty much identical to our American style hotels. So yeah, like I was saying, I think it'd be a great hotel on that first, that first or that last day or two, just so you have a feeling of we're in a foreign country, but we have a home front that feels normal or normal to to Americans. Um, yeah. yeah. So fantastic location uh, in terms of train station. Um, but yeah, so those were my three hotels. Um, Very cool. You, do you do you want to do you want to jump ahead and talk about that that departure out since we're kind of there? And yeah, then go ahead back? and tell us. Yeah, tell okay. us about the departure. Then we'll talk so, about activities. So, like I said, we had lined up a semi-private transportation out. Um, the place we were meeting up with this this boat was about a five-minute walk from our hotel, and we had contacted mm. the company. Uh, the day before to verify everything, confirm everything, and line up the um, the, tr- the pickup location. So we got up at four. We were out the door at four fifteen, exactly where we needed to be, and you know, <laughs> luggage in in tow, and walked through a kind of. I think this was the one time that I was not feeling incredibly safe uh, in Venice, and it was just because there was this local bar or something that had obviously just kind of closed up. They still had patrons there hanging out in front of it. Um, and they were, you know, being relatively loud for 4.15 in the morning. So we get to our pickup spot and 10, 15, 20 minutes goes by. The, the, the boat does not show. Um, and, you know, we have a, we have a, a flight that's probably going to leave without us if we don't figure this stuff out. So we were in a situation where we had to figure out does one of us stay here with our luggage while the other treks back to the hotel, which is not within ice eyesight, um, and tries to reach out to the the company to figure out what the heck is going on? Um, that didn't seem ideal, especially with the the crowd that was around us. Um, so we ended up 40, 40 minutes past, and we didn't have uh, any any uh, boat come. So. We ended up tracking down something. A boat was dropping somebody off, 
and we we found them. They were thankfully with the same company that was supposed to pick us up, and it ended up being a, a private transport that they pretty much picked up the bill for. So we we left Venice in style in the same sort of way that we arrived, which was very nice. Except a little stressed. Except a little stressful because yeah, 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 you know yeah. leading up to that point. But once we finally got on and the guy's radioing his his company and they're kind of working through it on their end. Once we were on the boat, it felt a lot nicer because we kind of knew, okay, it takes about 20 minutes to get to the airport. Um, yeah. You know, you make so it. We made it there yeah. on time. What I did um, and, for my, for my clients who were staying mm-hmm. at that same hotel, like right in front of that hotel is a bunch of like buses and taxis and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's like the main transportation depot. So we just had them book the taxi like oh, a ground taxi. And I think if you're going to leave Venice at five in the morning or four 30 in the morning, whatever time it is, you might as well just take it. If you can, if you're like close to the ground transportation, do that. Yeah. I don't know. I think was, the boat stresses me out at five in the morning. Yeah. It, it, the morning. It, and it was, um, it was a stressful, it was the only stressful time that we had. So I would recommend line up a flight. That's a lip just gives you a little bit more of a wiggle room. Yeah. Um, departing. You know, who cares when you get in because you can you can line those up. Um, it's a little bit pricier to do that private, but it's also a nice way to get in. Yeah. So anyway, let's well those were those were the three hotels. Let's jump back and chat through what we what about, what did activities today. did you do? Yeah. So the first day it rained, um, which I think if you're in Venice, just assume that it's going to rain at least once. Um, so you know, pack accordingly. Uh, but we went to the Doge Palace that first day, which was a fun experience if you like kind of that the rich history um of venice there i believe it was it was an audio tour um and that took about probably took about two hours to walk through it was right at san Mo- san marco square so after that we actually met up with some friends some friends from the navy who had just moved over to naples we met up with them on that first day and kind of did some stuff with them initially and uh, so after the Doge Palace, we went over and did a lagoon tour, uh, which was a big boat ride that took you over to Murano, which obviously is known for their uh, glass blowing. Um, they, we had a, actually a glass blowing um, demonstration that, they, that was included with the tour, which was a lot of fun. It was really cool to see the, the, how they did it and how for it being such a, it seems like there's, I don't know. There's a lot of skill that goes into it that doesn't look like much, but you can tell like that person's been doing this for years and they, I would screw this up if it was me. Um, but anyway, Morano was that first stop. Um, and then we went over to Burano, which is a fishing district. And um, we'll post some pictures on our Instagram and Facebook page of these, these locations. But Burano is a fishing district and it has all the different, uh, pastel colored ha- painted houses and actually that we, we learned that that was uh how the fishermen kind of helped those houses guided them to their their homes on foggy nights uh during during that time so Burano was really cool and then our last stop was Torcello which was a small little small little area uh, it wasn't it definitely wasn't the highlight of the of the tour uh, but it was good so after that, what did we do? That evening, we grabbed some dinner. Um, and yeah, we, just, we just had a gondola ride actually that evening as well. Um, which gond- gondolas are kind of interesting over there. 
they have a regulated number of gondolas. It's right under 500 right now um, that are in the city. So we, we were able to do a gondola ride with our friends and nicely, it's kind of a pricey thing, but you can split that cost. Uh, we were able to split that if you have a, a bigger group. How much is that? I've heard it's like anywhere between like 150 to $500 for something like that. Is that true? For the gondola? Yeah. Like no. if you want to like a ride down the canals, is that, I mean, well, I have no idea. That kind of goes, it, <laughs> it is very dependent upon where you get the gondola, where you want to take the gondola ride. So the closer you are to the Grand Canal, uh, the, the Rialto Bridge, those prices are going to be higher. Than okay. You, you know, gotcha. I recommend pretty much anyone take a 10 minute walk away from those areas because Venice is just known for being densely populated with tourists mm -hmm. and it is i mean there are people who say that aren't wrong but i just recommend people take a 10 minute walk in any direction uh and you're going to find it just a completely different feel of what venice is so yeah the gondola i think was closer to 80 to 90 dollars it really it wasn't horrible and again it was you know split cost between six of us and you also have to do it i mean you can't go yeah, yeah it's, you know it's one of those gondola. things like yeah. it wasn't really a bucket list thing for me and aaron uh but our friends wanted to do it and you know hey sure absolutely you guys want to do on that do this and you want to split cost we're on we're on board uh so that was kind of that that first day there uh the second day our friends headed back to naples and me and aaron just did what we wanted like what we wanted to do you know their whole rest of the time which was just explore um we <laughs> we put in i believe it was 69 almost 70 miles in steps during the six days there so nice for those who are thinking of venice and doing an extended stay that isn't attached to a cruise plan to walk um because that's you're gonna you're gonna be doing a lot of it um but yeah so that that second day and even that third day was just a lot of wandering around. Uh, we went to the Peggy Guggenheim Museum. We went over to the Wake Forest House, which is right over in the Academia area. Um, just kind of retracing the stomping grounds of, of my wife um, during her stay there. Um, well, any, any, any questions so far from you guys? Oh, man. Okay, yeah, so. Not yet. I, I want. If you if you uh, if you think you hit all of the the activity spots, I want to know what the food is like in Venice. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got I've wine. got a couple I've got a couple more activities that we did that I'll I'll hit up real quick and then we'll jump over to the food. Awesome. Um, <laughs> after we transition to that get second to that hotel, food. yeah, <laughs> get to that <laughs> Italian food. After we went to the second hotel, we had actually Aaron had lined up going to an old style opera house, which you know, it didn't really, initially it didn't pique my interest, but we went to go see La Traviata, which was a famous, um, a famous opera. And it was actually done in the way that the upper class would see operas back, you know, in you know, centuries before. And it was presented in three different rooms. There were about, <laughs> there were about 70 or 80 guests in each. And so you had this, there was a three piece, uh, orchestra and three vocal performers and you would we sat in this room and they performed for it was about two hours total 
And after each act, you would get up, you'd go get some free Prosecco, and then you'd, you'd move on to another room and you would sit in a new seat next to new people and you'd have a, a completely different vantage point of the, of the next act. Um, and it was, looking back on it, it was one of my favorite things that we did. For one, it was nice to be kind of on this honeymoon trip and get dressed up and go have sort of a date night. Um, it, I think it was kind of, kind of romantic in that way um, to just kind of have that time out. We're, we're not big opera goers in our household, but, you know, and we're also, in Venice. nobody is doing that anytime soon where you see a play or opera inside and then switch yes. seats halfway through. Oh, so hindsight. Last no, year. Hindsight. That was the summer to do that. Yeah. So that was a very fun experience. Um, again, we went over to the Peggy Guggenheim area and then we just did a lot more wandering around. Um, we, we found this awesome hidden gem, Libraria Aqua, Aqua Alta, which is a little bookstore. Um, and it, it was just, it was a very cool deal. They had a book, a book, I'm sorry, a staircase in the back made of books that was out in well, the elements. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. Um, we'll have, uh, there'll be pictures of that as well. But it was just a very cool feeling. We actually found a, a little version of Harry Potter in Italian, like a a picture book um, of Harry Potter that we brought home to our daughter. Oh, cute. One of her souvenirs. Um, then day on the fourth day, we actually hopped on a train and we went out to Verona, which was a fantastic, I I thought Verona was awesome. For the, for the five, six days that we were in Venice, having a day trip somewhere else was a very good, just change of pace. I think by the time we were getting ready to leave Venice, we felt like we had seen and done during that five days what, what we wanted to and going to Verona on that day, which was about a 60 minute train ride. Um, it, it, it was fantastic over so there. The, does yeah. Verona have like Romeo and Juliet or like Shakespeare stuff there? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So they have one of the main tourist attractions is this statue of Juliet and um, it is thought to bring good luck to anyone who goes up to it and places their hand and clutches her uh, right breast. So <laughs> wow. many, many a photo, yeah, many a photo was taken um, by, I mean, swarms of people. And, you know, we had. Did you do it? We had just, did, did I do, do it? it? We, we had just gone through the Me Too movement and it felt a little too, <laughs> a little too fresh um, for us to have any photos taken with me. There's or, no photographic evidence of it. There's no photographic evidence that it happened. You'll have to take my word that it didn't. <laughs> but, you know, the world will never know. <laughs> no, we, we didn't. We didn't have our photo taken. But we did, we did take pictures of other people. So there's, there's proof of other people doing it. Um, but yeah, Ver so Verona was very cool. Uh, a lot of history there. Um, we, it was just a, it was a, it was a really cool feel to walk around someplace that that wasn't Venice, but still had that Italian vibe. Uh, the huge river flowing down from the Italian Alps that we walked past. We dipped our feet in. Uh, it was one of the hotter days that we were there, so kind of having that little break of just. Then we had this big staircase down. To the, to the river, we were able to dip our toes in. It was really nice. So 
yeah, we headed headed back after that, and the rest. I mean, the rest of Venice was pretty much just getting lost, wandering around. Um, oh, one of the one of my favorite things was just in any place I go is finding that street that looks a little bit less traveled and turning and turning down it and seeing where it leads. Um, one of the nights that we were out, I think we put in like 25,000 steps that day and we just wandered. And um, one of the, one of the times that we were lost, we nearly walked directly into the canal. We turned around <laughs> and we start heading back the opposite direction and we look up and on the wall of this building is uh, <laughs> in Italian is basically saying, this is a psychiatric facility. So it was a very like, oh, okay, so we're just going to continue and, and get out of here pretty quick. It's just kind of late at night. Everything is not like a nightlife city. So you'll see just some random people wandering around, but you were essentially on your own. Um, I, do they close early in um, like Venice and Verona and all those places? Like, you know, like in Scotland, they would close at like 8 p.m. And no, I mean, it was like, what? You'll still have plenty. Like Venice as a city doesn't close. It's a it's a standard city. city. Um, it doesn't okay. have hours of operation or anything. So each like location, the, I mean, like the, like the pubs and stuff, like their restaurants. Where were you they, in Scotland? Edinburgh. In Edinburgh, you had really yeah. The pubs are closing at eight. Yeah, it was like eight or nine at night. You could still go to takeaway places and get stuff. Mm. But it, I mean, we were there, I think, on a bank holiday too. That might have been oh, why. That's probably but it was, why. It was super annoying though, because it's like we wanted to go out, and you know, it's yeah, nine o'clock, and there's nowhere to go. So I my didn't mom know. I lived if, there for a year in Scotland, yeah, but like in a really small town, and that pub I, like was open super late, twenty four seven. It was open late. My mom would talk to me about like people like stumbling back to their through the village at like two in the morning. Yeah, oh, see, that's that's time. that's what I wanted to experience. Yeah, I don't, I don't think <laughs> Venice for has. A year. <laughs> and by me, bye. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great at this stage. Give me some not America. Um, so yeah, it, I I don't think it has a specific time that every place closes down. I think it's very case by case. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we were we were out past eleven o'clock on a couple nights, and we were still able to stop into a, a restaurant. Or, you know, grab some takeaway and take it back to the hotel um, at the time. Who knows how it is now currently, but that's how it was back then. Probably yeah. just the people who live there. Yeah. <laughs> because the, no, one, no one is visiting. Small inhabitants. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, okay, let's let's move on to food because that, that we're all here for that. Yeah. And well, wine. And the wine. So. Yeah, the wine. The wine over there is great. You buy it by the liter. Um, we, we'd had a lot of it. It was delicious, but it's not like we went out and we didn't buy bottles at a time or anything. It was just every meal. You just had a, a, a liter, you know, included with it, not included. You paid for it, but yeah, it was just, it was very good. We kind of, we kind of ate on the cheap. I don't want to act like the food was the highlight of the trip. Just being there and experience, experiencing everything was the highlight. So we didn't have any specific plans on where we would, where we would, we would eat. It was more of just on the fly. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of food stands and these little hole in the wall shops um, that 
food looked good and we stopped by. Um, it was it was good. I recommend it. I didn't have a bad meal. Uh, we actually had some of the best uh, Greek food. Um, <laughs> best Greek food it's ever. So funny. We grabbed some. We grabbed some. <laughs> <That's> uh, awesome. <laughs> some falafel and and food on the way back from the uh, the opera house, and it was so good that we we found where that place was and tracked back there later on in the week for one oh, more. That's for, cool. More garden. Like made, they Very made their cool. own falafel. Like the dude, mm. dude was super sociable. He handed us some some free samples while we were in there and recognized us again when we came back. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, over in Murano, we got some pizza and ate right there on on one of the the main canal strips. There, um, it was very good. Uh, yeah, wine at wine at every place, beer at every so, place. Lots of wine, lots of beer, pizza, Greek food, Italian food. I, with some noodles, I'm, I'm ready some to go. Spaghetti. Like that sounds great. Yeah. Um, they. That is also where my wife introduced me to coffee and gelato together. Shut your it, mouth. Oh, it was right? Affogato. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, I forgot so about that. Good. I watch. I watch <laughs> the Food Network. I'm hip. It was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and it. Like, you say uh, you're hip, Jess. <laughs> I am. I so tell me not. about. <laughs> tell me about word. this. What's it called? A fregato? Affogato. I forgot about it. I forgot about it. So I actually saw it for the first time when we were in Verona. We were sitting at this restaurant having a nice meal. And this guy next to us, they bring him out this big cup of of ice cream, and then they just pour espresso on top of it. And I was oh like, "Oh my gosh!" I don't know what that is, but I, need I would that die in my that life. Sounds so good. And, oh, it does. We had just we had just kind of gorged ourselves right then. I I wanted it then and there, but I couldn't make it happen. And uh, I have a I have a feeling that we missed. A really good opportunity right there, but we got some later on, and it was, it was delightful. But just that bitter, like espresso taste, M- and meat then, like, mixed with the. What flavor um, gelato did you get the espresso I'm, with? I'm a I'm a chocolate guy, so okay. Chocolate oh, and that, that, yeah. That's a classic combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend it. We actually have some places in Newport that have just started doing avocados. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but. We have another couple weeks in Newport. I will make it a priority to get over to Empire and grab a grab one of those and see how it compares with what I had in Venice. So I love it. All right, I have one last question for you, Sean. Yeah. Um, I I, I want to ask you about this. Is something that's been changing. I have a, uh, a lot of cruise clients who are interested in Venice, and as we all know, in 2021, there's they're making some changes as to how many and what size ship or however is allowed into the port itself, and they're going to have yeah. them go somewhere else going forward. Um, tell me about what was your experience? Did you feel like because of that, um, and maybe? the proliferation of like Airbnbs and rentals and all of that. Did you feel like it was, it was overcrowded? Cause like last year I was reading yeah. a lot about local Venetians being very like anti cruise ship, anti yep. like just saying all tourists go home. You're killing. They, the so I don't think they are, they're not anti tourists, but they definitely have more of a dislike towards the big cruise ships. 
and currently Airbnbs right now. Um, we would you would see graffiti scrawled on the on the walls in certain areas that you know had a choice language Airbnb. Um, I mean, it was, it was pretty pretty bold um, statement of how how they saw Airbnbs and cruise ships. Um, and and right after that, right before that trip that we took last year, if you remember, one of the one of the cruise ships plowed into one of the docks, and I think right. there was possibly a couple of people that had some legit injuries um, and maybe even passed away. I don't recall exactly, but so there there had been some some issues um, there, and what what is happening is i was doing some research on this there's 22 million people each year that go to venice and the majority of those come in via cruise ships um and how that is playing out right now is the cruise ships offer meals and the place to sleep each night so you're basically having people come and just overpopulate but they're not really investing back into the actual economy of Venice, which is, it does thrive on the tourism market right now. Um, so they're just seeing, they're seeing a drastic number of locals who can't sustain life. They can't keep up with, you know, their businesses not doing well and, and all the different things that the cruise ships provide their clients um, where those clients aren't coming into the cities and getting those eating in the restaurants, sleeping right. in the hotels. Um, so, and then also the cruise ships right now, one of the things that's happening is they're actually, I believe they're making them, they're not allowing them to go through the, the lagoon, the channel there, because it's starting to erode away the foundation of an already sinking city. Right. Um, you know, with, with climate change and all this other stuff, we're seeing some of the, big major flooding that's happening in Venice and it's you know there's a lot that goes in into that um, and then the other thing you mentioned Airbnb a lot of the uh, people that own houses there are turning over their their properties into high value rentals like for that Airbnb that tourist market and it's taking away the actual properties where the locals actually could live and it's making those prices skyrocket the roof yeah so there's there, those are the two things that are a big issue right now for venice and yeah. it'll be interesting to see if if the government is able to kind of right the ship on how all that is going uh to keep no pun intended yeah no pun intended to, to keep you know venice what it is i i would man i would recommend anybody while you have the opportunity um go see Venice, you know, they're, they're dealing with some flooding. And I, we, we found out the Aqua Alta is what it's called. And it happens. It's, it's an expected phenomenon um, that happens each year, maybe multiple times a year. Um, it's where basically the sea levels rise and based on the, the tides and um, the winds can flood San Marco. And we actually saw this during our trip. We saw some knee high water. Um, during that one trip. And then a couple months later, we saw even, even worse. Um, but yeah, they're, they're dealing with some interesting challenges over there and they're trying to figure out how to, to handle it. But and I would say if you have any interest in seeing Venice, don't hesitate. You know, um, this, this is also 
once things, you know, with the, with the Rona settle down and life gets back to what normal will be. Um, don't, don't hit that pause button anymore. If you do want to see Venice, cause it is, it is amazing. I think it's good. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and, and wrap up the show. Sean, thank you so much for sharing so much information. It's obviously put a lot of thought into the amount of research you did and, you know, recalling back all of your, the details of your trip. Um, if you are currently, this is for everybody that's listening. If you're looking to head to Venice in any time soon, feel free to reach out to Sean at Sean at pixievacations.com. That's S H A W N at pixievacations.com. He can offer his services and help plan your trip with you and no cost to you as well. Um, folks, thank you so much for listening to our show. We'll have more information about Venice and links to our Instagram that Sean mentioned in our show notes. We appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook over at facebook.com slash escape travel, uh, escape travel podcast. And our community um, is also linked in there as well. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes of escape a travel podcast, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, and both Apple and google podcasts and we're actually also on pocket cast now since a listener requested that anyway it's been a wonderful time talking and i'm ready to get on a plane to italy have a good night